So let's go to Revelation chapter 1. From the book of Revelation chapter 1. And we want to show you in the book of Revelation chapter number 1. Uh, Revelation, the book of Revelation chapter 1. We also told you last week on the book of Hebrews chapter 9, we will give you that next, Hebrews 9, 24. But let's give you our subject first. Revelation chapter 1. There's a lot of word this morning if you was here. Uh, if you watch us on Facebook or on our podcast, uh, you want to make sure you get that word this morning. Last week I taught on uh, looking for Christ Jesus in which they were, not us. But people are teaching that we are. And that's why it never came. All right, all right. Now, so we're going to show you that again. So Revelation chapter 1, where we're going to get our subject. Uh, in verse number 4, on our screen, we're going to pull that up. Revelation chapter 4, and we're going to read down to verse number 8. Revelation 1 and 4, and says, uh, John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be to you, and peace from God, which is and which was and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. Here it is, verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth. Remember, that's who Jesus is. He's the prince of the kings of the earth. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and watch this verse, and has, past tense, made us kings and priests unto our God and to his Father. We're going to show you why. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, here it is. He cometh with clouds. Now, I'm reading, I'm reading to you because I know he's not coming. He's already come. So my message is going to be, he came with the clouds. He came with the clouds. And I'm going to show you in the word, he already came. So if you're already still watching him, you need to listen to this message. He's not coming. He's already came. And he did not come to you because he never promised you he was coming. He told the Jews he was coming and he came. All right, so we're going to show you that in the Word of God today. We're not going to just tell you. We're going to show you in the Word, by the Word. All right? Now, here it is in verse 7. Behold, he cometh. This is what John, this is what John on the island of Patmos was telling because it was revealed to him. He cometh with clouds. Now, he's quoting the Old Testament Scripture, which I'm going to show you. He cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And watch this. They also which pierce him. Now, just think about it now. The man that pierced him was still alive. All right. And all kindreds of the earth, watch this, shall wail. The all kindreds is talking about the 12 tribes. They shall wail because of him, even so, amen. I am Alpha and I'm Omega, the beginning and the end, and saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. So we're going to show you that he said he was coming, he came. See, for you today, 2,000 years ago, to stand up in God's face and say, I'm waiting for Christ. What you are really saying is he didn't keep his word because he said he was coming and he hasn't come yet. Isn't that something? A little piece of dirt. If God said he's coming, he came. You just got to be able to prove it. And see, what happened is so many people can't prove it, so they don't believe he came. So they just join the rest of the crowd. Well, I didn't join the rest of the crowd. As a matter of fact, I did join the rest of the crowd, but I divorced the rest of the crowd. I found out that he already came. All right. Now, let's show you in the Word. See, I just can't say it. I got to show you in the Word. Let's go to Hebrew chapter 9. 
Hebrew chapter 9, we're going to look at verse 24. You got you to know why he came and why he had to have already come. Right, Hebrew chapter 9 and verse 24. Watch what Hebrews said. Paul said this to Hebrews. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands. Now he's talking about the outer court, the inner court of the tabernacle that they had. See, at that time, he's he not entered into there. That was made with hands, which is a figure, is just a figure of the truth, but into heaven itself. We showed you last week what Jesus is. Heaven itself. Now, to appear in the presence of God, watch this, for us. That's why the high priest is in heaven. He's, he, before he came back, he was there to appear in the presence of God for Israel. That's how the high priest did. Remember, he had on the breastplate, and he had 12 stones, which represents Israel, and he had to be in the presence of God for them. That's how it worked in the Old Covenant. All right. Now here in verse 25, nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest. See, he's talking about the high priest. See, he went from high priest to king. He's king now. He's not high priest. He had prophet when he came to the earth, high priest when he went into the holy place. Now, after he came back, he's king now. All right. It says the high priest entered into the holy place every year without blood for others. See, he's not there. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now... Once in the end of the world, so the word end of the world means the end of the age or the end of the dispensation of the old covenant. See, because you in grace now, that dispensation is over. All right. The end of the world hath passed it. He appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice himself. So that's already over. Now he go to verse 27 and says, see, that, that verse told you he died. Sacrifice himself for our sins. And as it is appointed to man once to die after this, the judgment. So we know the judgment has taken place already. We're going to show it to you in the word. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many unto them that look for him. Now I showed you that was not you, but I'm going to show you again. That was his second appearance. Unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin, remember, without sin unto salvation. Otherwise, that's when he's going to come back and be their salvation. All right? So we got a lot of work to do. Cause to do. Uh, I'm going to do this until I finish. So like I said, I'm, I got a lot of work. Because like I said, I'm going to teach in this, maybe the next service, but I don't know, Romans chapter 9, Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 11, because you have to know those chapters. Let me show you why. I'm going to go to Romans chapter 11 and give you a preach sneak or sneak preview. Romans chapter, what you got coming? Romans chapter 11. See, you have to know the word. And I thank God for the Holy Ghost. I didn't say I know, I said he knows. And he shows me, and that's all I do is come tell you what he showed me. Romans chapter 11, and I'm going to show you that in verse 25. I'm going to show you 25 through 27 because that's where we're going. I'm going to give you a heads up. I'm going to come to your camera, sir. I'm going to give you a heads up. Romans chapter 11, verse 25. Paul says, I would not you be ignorant that... Are you there? I would not, brethren, that you, be, you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceit. That blindness, and I'm going to show you, this is why Israel was blinded. That blindness in part happened to Israel. Watch this. So the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. We're talking about before Christ, before uh, end of that dispensation. And so all Israel shall be saved. All Israel shall be saved? Yeah. That's why you had 144,000. 
All Israel shall be saved. You had 144,000, 12,000 of each tribe. There was 12 tribes of Israel. See, this is going to take me into uh, this part, and then I'm going to go and show you the birthright. And I'm going to show you why you got grace, and they didn't. Got a lot of word. Just follow me along. Verse 26 says, and so all Israel shall be saved. Why? Because it's already been written. And I'm going to show you what that is. That's in Isaiah uh, 59 and verse 19 and 20. We go there next. All Israel shall be saved as it is written. See, it's already written. There shall come out of Zion. I told you what Zion at Hebrew chapter 12. Told you what Zion at. That was verse 22 through 24. Show you what Zion at. Okay? That's the new Jerusalem. Not earthly, but the new Jerusalem in heavenly. And all Israel shall be saved as it is written. There shall come out of Zion. So you know what Jesus is now? Zion. He called him in the new covenant the deliverer. When I show you in, in Isaiah 59 and 20, and 19 and 20, he's called the redeemer. All right. There shall come out of Zion the redeemer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. Remember, that is Israel before they were saved. That's why they called Jacob the 12 tribes. All right. And this is my covenant under them when I shall watch this, take away their sins. All right, so we're going to show you that in the Word, that that's why, and I told you this morning, there are two time, two places in the Word, and I'm going to get to this, I'm not going to talk about the day, but I'm going to get to it. There were two times Moses went into the mountain. Moses' ministry was divided into 340, 40, 40, 40. He had a, number one, a discovery of who he is and his meeting of the Lord. That's his first 40 years. But that troubled him because he realized he was not of Egypt. So he had to realize that he was not an Egyptian. So he realized that the man that was killed was really one of his brothers. So he had to find out identity. Somebody say identity. Say it loud. That's what happened when you come in Christ. You first found out your identity. And your identity is in Christ. It's not who you are today, but who you are in Christ. So when I preach Christ, I'm preaching to you your identity. So whoever Christ is, is who you are. You are called the body of Christ. All right, so he found out his identity. Somebody say identity. And the second thing, he got married. See, once he found out he was not Egyptian, then he went out into the, uh, uh, married a woman in a Midianite, priest family. And he went to the Midianite, and he found, and he married himself a wife. Now I told you this morning, what was her name? Zipporah, Zipporah. I know you want to get them some poor, but it's been Zipporah, Zipporah. All right. Now that was that's his name. You see, I'm from Mississippi. You from Michigan? We say it a little different. All right, all right. That's all. Now we're gonna go to the third. So he found his married life. Forty years was a marriage life. Forty years was identity. Forty years was a married life. And then the last forty years was ministry. Say it with me. Last forty years was what? Ministry. So in the first part is ministry, just like Jesus Christ. See, Jesus Christ's ministry was really the last three years, three and a half years of his life. Jesus was born in B.C. 3, and he died in A.D. 30. So the next 40 years, he will come back for Israel. Now, how do I know that? Because I know the Old Covenant. I'm not boasting, but that's how you know. You know by spiritual thing, comparing spiritual thing with spiritual thing. If you go all the way back to Adam, and I'm sorry, not Adam, I start at Noah. 
How do you know? As in the days of Noah, before the flood, Jesus told us. So if you go by Noah before the flood, how would you know? Here we go. Noah had to build the ark before it would rain. How many years? How many days? All right. Some of y'all ain't got it yet, but Noah built the ark and it was going to rain 40 days. It rained how long? 40 days. Well, the ark had to be finished because they had to be in the ark. And it was 40 days and 40 nights it rained upon earth. Then the water that came on the earth took the flood, took the ark up. See, the ark could not have resurrected, could not have raised from the dead if it did not get enough rain, right? So took 40 days and 40 nights to build that ark. And the rain came. Once the rain came, he had to stay in the ark for seven more days. So you have to look at that. First of all, the ark had to be finished. And then after the ark was finished, it rained 40 days and 40 nights. Well, the ark had to be taken up after seven days. After Noah was in the ark, God shut him in, and then seven days before the ark was taken up. But once the ark was taken up, they had to be up on the water until the, the finalization to the ark come down. Now, I'm not going to teach that today. I just want to show you. If you look at the pattern, you will see 40 days. And then if you go and look at Moses' ministry, Moses went up in Exodus chapter 19 and 20, and he up in the mountain where God forwashed it, 40 days. And the last, his last ministry or his last time he came down, Israel was wishing him a golden calf. See, that was his second coming. He was wishing him a golden calf. And then that's when uh, the Levites had to destroy their brothers. Now, it's very important what I just said because the Levites had to do it. Let me go show you that. Go to uh, the book of Exodus, chapter number 39. 32, I'm sorry, not 39. Exodus, chapter 39. Ah, oh, Lord, 32. Exodus, chapter 32. I'm going to go all the way over to read verse 25. Still at your camera. Exodus 32, 25. You got me on there? All right. I want to make sure. There we go. Verse 25. And when Moses saw that the people were naked, why? Because Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies. Now, this is what happened because they were wishing gods, and that's why when they worship God, they fell into their nakedness. Those people pulled all their clothes off and, and parted down on idols and images, a golden calf. All right. Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp. Now, remember, you got to see the word gate. Those, all those words are fireful because, you know, Jesus told you in John chapter 10, I am the gate or I am the door to the sheepfold. So Moses stood in the gate and says, who is on the Lord's side? Now, remember, those people's worshiping idols at that time. His people had turned to idols. Aaron had called them to turn to idols or the old priesthood. All right. Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come to me. And all the sons of Levi, and on that word, all the priests, they were Levites, gathered themselves together unto him. Remember, only somebody came to him with the Levites. This is what happened when the Lord came for Israel, the 144,000. They were all Levites. Or they were not from the priesthood, but they were saints. See, now they were all saints. They were called priests, priests and kings. So he's using this because only the Levites came to him. And the Bible said, and he said to them, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, put every man off his sword by his side. Wait a minute, Levites, take a sword. 
Everybody get a sword. What am I do with it? You want to go without the gate, remember the gate. You want to go out from the gate to gate through the camp. You're going to go to everybody camp. There's 12 tribes. You're going to go to everybody camp, gate to gate, and you're going to slay every man his brother that's not Levite. And every man his companion and every man his neighbor. Everybody that did not follow Jesus Christ died. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses and there fell of the people that day, watch this, about a thousand men. Oh, that right? Three thousand men. Thank you very much. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 9. See, if you just take the time today, all this I'm giving you, and read the word of God, I have not gotten my message. I'm just showing you some little gravy. You know, uh, my mother always fixed me some rice and some gravy. Jimmy's probably wiping his mouth off over there right now. That, that boy know he could eat some rice and gravy. Hey, watch this. Ezekiel chapter 9. Our mother always fixed. I told my wife when I got married, my wife was an awesome chef. My wife fixed me anything I want. And she had all these books. I'm going to turn around and look at my wife. My wife. This is when we first got married. Am I right? My wife had got all these books, and she fixed me everything I wanted. I came home. I had delicacies. And I'm going like, what is that? She said, don't worry about it. Just eat up. I want you to have everything in this book. And I said, honey, I really love you, but can you fix me some, did I tell you, some rice and gravy? Man, I tell you. <laughs> I got that from Mother Magdalene Crump, huh? Amen. All right. Now, Ezekiel chapter 9 is going to show you Jerusalem punishment. So I'm showing you the honey, I'm going to show you that he came back with his saints. I'm going to show you that. The Bible says he came with the clouds of heaven. Those with the saints. I'm going to show it to you, not all I did this morning, but I'm going to give you the scriptures and move on. But here, if you read Ezekiel chapter 9, it'll tell you what happened. I'm going to come back to your camera. Ezekiel chapter 9 is going to tell you what happened. In verse 4, and the Lord said to this man who had the ink pen, he said, in the ink horn, he said, go through the midst of the city throughout the midst of Jerusalem, see? Set a mark upon the foreheads of, their, of the men. Set a mark. Now, I'm going to show you what the mark was. It was the name Jesus. I'm going to show you that out the while. Remember, I'm going to give you a scripture for it now, and that's going to be uh, Revelation 14.1. It was the Father's name. Remember, Jesus was what? You got to get this now, because I'm trying to help you learn the Bible. Jesus is the Father's name. So you got to understand, Jesus said, I am come in my Father's name. All right, I think that's John 5. Somebody can find that for me, 23 or 43. But somebody can find that for me. I need it. All right, and here in verse 4 says, And the Lord said to him, Go throughout the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark. We're going to see that, uh, that's chapter 4. Set a mark up on the foreheads of the men that sigh and cry for all the abominations that are done in this place. So all the people that are sorry for their sin, put a mark up on their head. So we'll see that when I get to Revelation. Uh, I can show you... Exodus 12, Revelation 7, Revelation 9, Revelation 13. See, all through the word of God, it told you that. All right. And then it says in verse 5, And to the other man in his hearing that was following the man with the ink pen, you go after him through the city, and you smite, and let not your eyes spare, neither have pity. Everybody don't have the name of Jesus. Slay utterly old men and young, both maids and little children, uh, but come not near the man of whom is the mark, talking about the name Jesus, and began at my sanctuary, which was Jerusalem, 
all right, at the temple, and they began at the ancient men that were before the house. And he said to them, defile the house, fill the court with slain, and go forth. And they went forth and they slew in the city. See, they began to kill the people. You read that, you'll see what actually happened. Those people died in the temple and in the temple yard. But the 144,000, we're going to go to Revelation chapter 7 and going to show it to you. See, the that's what Revelation chapter, uh, let's go to the book of Revelation, 144,000, which is in the chapter 7. You're going to see this man is going to begin to destroy people. See, I'm going to say to you again, these people died because they didn't believe the gospel of grace. I, want, I, I, hope, I hope you can get this. I'm going to show it to you when I go to Thessalonians, when I go to Paul writing in Rome. These people died because they did not believe the gospel of grace. That's why Jesus told them, he said, look, you resisted, you, you resisted. matter of fact, Stephen told them this in, in chapter 7 in the book of Acts. They always resist the Holy Ghost. All right? Now, you got to understand, he, Jesus told them, you didn't believe the Father. You didn't die. You didn't believe the Son. You're not going to die. But if you reject the Holy Ghost, you have no forgiveness, neither in this world or the world to come. And that's what happens when you don't believe the gospel of Christ or the gospel of grace. See, you're, you're in a dispensation. You're not, the, the law, you don't die because you didn't believe the law. You didn't die because you didn't believe Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But if you reject the only gospel to be saved, which is the gospel of Christ, you would die and go to hell. Because you just rejected the Holy Ghost. See, that's what it means when I, I, I'm going to teach that one day. Blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. You have no forgiveness. See, there's nothing, there's no way you're going to be saved later. There's nothing else. You're in the dispensation of grace. So you can play around with your life, your salvation, you die, you don't have grace. If you have not found the spirit of grace, you went to hell. Now, I know you, we can have church service and everything else for you, but you in hell. Just tell you the truth. So you can play around this stuff you want. This is not a game. You don't have a, you, you, don't, you don't go to purgatory. You know, your people trying to tell you, you know what purgatory means? It's really, it's really, how many of you remember that I told purgatory? Purgatory really comes from penance. Purgatory. Otherwise, purge. Purgatory, get it? Otherwise, you was not too bad to go to hell, and you was not good enough to go to heaven. So purgatory means you go to purgatory and then you get purged and then you got the people who they said the saints going to pray you out. They lying to you. When you die and you do not, don't, do not have the spirit of grace. See, the spirit of Christ is called what? The spirit of grace. The spirit of God's son. That's how you were saved by grace. He gave you the spirit of God's son, which is the spirit of grace. And the only way you can get the spirit of grace is by me preaching you the gospel of grace. I mean, understand what I just said. You can't get the spirit of grace just going into church. You got to find a man, not just a man preaching Jesus. See, people think, well, that man preaching Jesus, I know. But that don't get you saved. You got to hear a man preach you the gospel of Christ. Romans 1.16 says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God, the salvation to every man that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. You cannot be saved just believing Jesus is the Son of God. You just can't be saved. Listen to me. You cannot be saved just believing that I confess Jesus Christ is Lord. 
and believe God raised Jesus from the dead. And churches are packed with people like that. You got to believe in Christ. Death barrier and resurrection or you don't believe none at all. But let me tell you one other thing that the Holy Ghost said to me this morning. He said, you, you are not believing that the book of Revelation been finished? Let me come to this camera. He said, you are not believing in the resurrection been finished? He said, you are not believing in the Bible at all because either there are six or six books that he gave us or you don't believe none of them. So either the book of Revelation has been finished or you don't believe the Bible at all. It's in the book of Revelation, written by the Holy Ghost, that I'm telling you that already happened. So you can mess around your salvation and stay religion, stay of tradition, go from church to church, you're going to die and go to hell because you're not believing the word. You hear there, hear little, there little. You don't know where you want to be at. All right, Revelation chapter 7, moving right along. 144,000, we're talking about the saints. I'm going to show you, this is why Paul was waiting. And the 12 tribes of Messiah was waiting for the promise made of God to the fathers. And I'm going to show you in the word of God, put this down also, Romans 15 and verse 8. That's why Jesus came. When Jesus came and obeyed the word, now the people in the old covenant can get what God promised. They could not get what God promised until the word was obeyed. And Jesus was the only man that came here and obeyed the word from Genesis to Revelation. He pleased the Father. He pleased him so much until the Father stopped and, and said, this is God. The Father got, oh my God, the Father got happy and said, this is my beloved Son. The Father started preaching, in whom I am well pleased. Why? Because he pleased the Father. You can't please him. You can't do nothing but give him glory because it was the Lord Jesus who pleased the Father. Come on, thank the Lord. Oh, man, this is so good. Revelation chapter 7 and verse number 1. We're going back again. It says, verse 1 says, and after these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth. He's talking about the promised land now. He's not talking about on the earth, earth. talking about the promised land. Holding the four winds of the earth. Four winds are four angels. All right, and should not blow. The angels should not blow upon the earth because they did destroy everything there. Nor the sea, nor the tree. They shouldn't destroy the earth, the sea, or the tree. These were people in Israel uh, we're going to show you that in Revelation chapter 9, verse 4. They will call men. Write that down. we go there next. All right. And then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having a seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice, saying unto the four angels, to whom he was given, watch this, to hurt the earth and the sea. He's talking about to hurt Israel. And watch what had happened. Remember, I just gave you that in Ezekiel chapter 9. Saying, hurt not the earth, nor the sea, nor the trees. He's talking about people of Israel. Some of those people, different tribes were called different things. Till we have sealed, watch this, the service of our God in their foreheads. So I'm going to show you when I get to Revelation chapter 14, verse 1, the name of Jesus was put in their forehead. That's why I gave Ezekiel chapter 9. There was an angel writing in people's names in the name. Remember he said, write my name. On the road, your name wasn't written on the road. Your name was written in your head. It would be in the book. You would be in the book of life. All right, if that happened. But we don't, we're not in a book of life now. We are in a person who is 
the life. All right. Here we go. In verse number three. Hurt not the earth, nor the sea, nor the tree, till we have sealed the servants of our God. We know Israel will call his servants in their forehead. And I heard the number of them which were sealed. And there were sealed 144,000 of all the tribe of the children of Israel. And then he went down there and named them. But you know how wicked people are today? Let me take me a sip when I get ready to do this. You see this? Check this out. People are so wicked today until they try to get by the word. They don't know the word. So they'll turn around and say, you know what? Bless God, we the children of Israel. That's what's going on. Now, wait a minute. Jacob wasn't your father. Hello. So how are you going to be the children of Israel? Jacob had 12 tribes. Go back and look at the story. Jacob had two wives and two concubines. And they named each woman who gave him what son. Now here you are come 2,000 years ago and said, we're the children of Israel. That's a lie from hell. So don't, don't let nobody deceive you. I don't care how long their beard is. Mm. Let me move on. See, people think just because they got a long beard, they can lie and get away with it. Look. Let me move on. All right, let me move on. They named all the tribe. Here we go. Judah, Reuben, Gad. See, I'm going to get to the, I'm going to teach you on the birthright. So when I get to the birthright, you'll find out why all these people did not get what God had promised. You'll find out. But I'm not going to mess with that today. Let's go to Revelation chapter 9, verse 4. And it was commanded them, talking about the 144,000. It was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass, talking about Israel, or the earth, the grass of the earth is the people of the earth, neither any green thing, talking about it alive, nor any tree, but only those men, so you can know they're men, right? Which have not the seal of God, watch this, in their foreheads. All right, now let's go to Revelation chapter 14, and let's see what the seal of God in their foreheads. And verse number one, we're going to look at Revelation chapter 14, verse one. And I looked, and they're going to tell you who it was, who was sealed. That's why I thank God. If you read the Bible, he'll tell you who it was that was sealed. Revelation chapter 14 on the screen. There we go. And I looked, and he says, lo, a lamb stood in the midst of Zion. In Zion now, this is up in heaven. All right. And with him. Now, so I know what the 144,000 went once they got him, they went to Zion. Let me turn to this camera in the middle. Let me read it slow. Sometimes you have an app a shot, you know, it's like. See, you'll know where your people are if they die. If you don't learn nothing else, you ought to learn where you're going. See, we, we, we got a son. I may have to have, uh, I think, Sheila, Sheila uh, not. Sheila not in there? Sheila not. Sheila not. That's Sheila not right there. All right, there she goes. Sheila not. Sang the song when we first started. We may have to, you get ready for it. We may have to do it one day. Don't be looking at me. You know, you know, the, you know what the song was when we first came here, when we first over there on a model of the king. How many remember that song? New Jerusalem. You don't remember that? You about to get ready? 
All right. Because I want them to hear. I want them to hear. All right. All right. See, we going to the New Jerusalem. You got to know where you're going. All right. Revelation chapter 12. I didn't say 12, did I? I gave you 14. Uh, 14, that's what I want, verse 1. It said, and I looked, there it is, verse 14 and 1. I look and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion. Mount Zion now. And with him, watch this, 144,000. They were the one that got out of chapter 7 when he said, don't hurt nobody else till I seal them. What did he seal them? He sealed their foreheads. Having his father's name written in their foreheads. So he told you who they were. It was 144,000. All their name was written in their forehead. All right. Now, uh, do I need to get mess with that again? I think you got it, right? Revelation 7, 3. I gave you 7 already, right? And I gave you chapter 3 in Revelation 7 and 3 saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their forehead. I just gave that Revelation chapter 7, verse uh, 3. Did you already see that? Come on now. Tell me, say amen if you saw it. All right. They had the Father's name in their forehead. Look at 13, 16. You got 13 right there, 16 right beside it. This is what happened to Antichrist. And he called all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their foreheads. See, that's why they had the mark of the beast. That's how they identified. Either you had, either you, really what it means was, either you believed Jesus was a Christ, or you had, you worshiping the devil. So all that didn't believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, they died with the hell. In your ministry, you got to understand, everybody who don't believe the God. Let me show you that now. I said that this morning before I get my message. Go to Thessalonians. See, the gospel, the gospel of Christ is not an ultimatum. It's just like, I don't, we don't have to believe that to be saved. We can believe Romans 10, 9, and 10. Just confess with our mouth and believe with our heart. God raised Jesus from the dead. And the Bible said we shall. Yes, shall. Shall is future tense. All right, so let's go to Thessalonians. You find it before I do, just tell me. All right. I heard verse 11, but that's all I heard. All right, first Thessalonians 4, 13. You have to give me the whole verse. You got, if I just said verse 11, I don't know where you're at. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. No, I want what it says. They didn't believe the gospel of Christ. It'll come out and tell you they did not believe the gospel of Christ. That's what they'll tell you. Okay, let me see. I think it's 2 Thessalonians. All these people were saved. That's why I'm going to stick with my notes. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 7. Yeah, that's it, 7 and 8. Now, you're marking your Bible, so I ask you again, you know where that. All right. They didn't believe the gospel of Christ. See, if the gospel of grace, if you don't believe the gospel of grace, you're going to hell. You can go around here telling God, well, I, I can just confess with my mouth. You about to listen to what it says, the gospel of Christ. Confess with your mouth and confessing your sins and all this other stuff, water baptism, that had nothing to do with your salvation. Romans 1 16 told you the gospel of Christ is the power of God and salvation. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we read it every Sunday. The gospel of Christ is Christ died for your sin. He was buried in your place and God raised him from the dead. The reason he was buried because he buried the old man of sin. All right. So here it is, 2 Thessalonians chapter number 1 and verse 7. Here we go. We want to put it on the screen. We want to make sure they see it. And you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven. Watch this. With his mighty angels. What is he coming back for them for? He's coming with the mighty angels. They'll call his saints. 
the mighty angels, okay? Because he coming, they're coming back. I told you this morning, God has given them back the kingdom. Remember they had asked Jesus Christ, how long before you give us the kingdom? But it's not going to be to natural men, it's going to be to heavenly men. That was the whole thing. All right. But in verse 8 says, he, he coming in flame and fire, watch this, taking vengeance on them, watch this, that know not God and obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he's talking about. They didn't obey the gospel of grace. Those people did not believe Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And then they did not believe the gospel of grace. That's why they died. You don't have the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You only got the gospel of grace. They did not obey. The word obey means believe. Let's go and show you one more time. Romans chapter 2, verse 8. Now mark in your Bible so you can help me out sometime. Romans 2, 8. So if I come out here and say, uh, where's that play? Here it is, Pastor. I got both scriptures. See, you got mark in your Bible. A lot of folks won't write in the Bible. They think it's against, they won't, they won't be saved to write in the Bible. I'm telling you, you got people saying, no, man, that book is, the book is holy so it can make you holy. If you got to write in it to get holy, then you write in it. Romans chapter 8. I mean, you, you people, oh, man, that Bible, oh, you can't write in it. You sit on it. Uh, you throw it on the back seat. But all this other stuff you do don't matter. As long as you don't write in it. Uh, Revelation chapter 2. Are you there? Romans, thank you. You are listening. Romans chapter 2 and verse 5. Let's start there. I know you're somewhere else. I told you, but let's go back. Verse 5 says, But after the, the hardness and impotent heart, you treasure up and I say wrath against the day of wrath. See, you don't have no day of wrath for your future. That was back there 2,000 years ago. And the revelation of the righteous judgment of God. See, who will render, watch this, to every man. I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians 6 after this. You're going to render to every man, watch this, according to their deeds. It can't be you. You were not under the law. The only way it could be under, according to your deeds, you had to be up under the law. All right. In verse 7, to them who by patient, continually well-doing, seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. But unto them that are contentious, them knuckleheads, and do not obey the truth, which is the gospel of Christ, but obey unrighteousness, this is what they're going to get, indignation and wrath, tribulation, anger. See, all them people that did not obey the gospel of Christ, see, Jesus, Paul came and finished his course, preached to all those people. You know what they did? They rejected it. That's what happened. Don't you do the same thing. Don't be worried about all these folks at home don't want to go to church. You just make sure you go and get saved. You got people at home, oh, I ain't going. That, that, that's them. They didn't go to church like much before the COVID. <laughs> Tribulation. I'm, I'm serious. Listen, when you say COVID is not going to keep you from going to church. As a matter of fact, you go wherever else you want to go. You put your mask on, you go right on up in there. Verse 9, tribulation, anguish. Watch this. For every soul, every soul of man that doeth evil in, in the Jew first and also to the Gentile. See, but to those people who believe the gospel of Christ, glory and honor and peace to every man that worketh good, Jew first and also to the Greek. They have no respect of person with God. See, so if you, if you don't believe the gospel of Christ, it doesn't make no difference who you are. 
There ain't no brownie point. There ain't no pat on the back. And then, you know, I'm Pastor Crump. I, I go to do a faith. All it ain't about nothing. All right, let's move on because I got to show you some word here. All right, now I'm going to go here in the gospel. I'm going to go to, I gave you Zechariah this morning. I gave you Deuteronomy 33, 1 through 5. That's where we ended. Let's go to the gospel of Matthew. Now I'm showing you now they were looking for Jesus. Go to Matthew 16, 26. We're going to go quickly. The gospel of Matthew chapter 16, verse 26. These people are Jews. The gospel of Matthew chapter 16 and verse 20, uh, 26 and 27. Chapter 26, verse 27, 28. The gospel of Matthew chapter 16, verse 26, Reverend. Finally got it. Verse 26. Watch what Jesus said. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And what shall a man give in exchange for his own soul? Then he's going to go to verse 27. But the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father. Watch this. With his angels. Who are they? The 144,000. I'm sorry. The saints, which are the 144,000, because they had to go, to go to be with him to become saints before they can come back. So he took them out, 144,000, in Revelation 7. He put the name in their older foreheads, and then they were with him. So when you get over in the book of Revelation, why, if you want to find it with this, he, they asked the Lord after they went to heaven, how long? How long would it be before you would take up your great power and reign? See, they're going to come back and reign with him, watch this, a thousand years. So that can't be in your future. All right. Now, in verse 27, Son of man shall come in the glory of his father with his holy angels. And then he shall reward every man according to his work. Couldn't be you. You was under grace. Verily I say to you, there's, watch, now watch that. If you didn't get that, you ought to get this. There'll be some standing here. Now here's Jesus talking. He said, look, there are going to be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. And you don't get that, man. You just need to come up here and let me just talk to you. There'll be some standing right here that won't get no Bag of peeled shrimp, big as my, big as my thumb. Jeff Rowe going to tell you about them after service. You're only going to get one bag. All right. There would only be some standing here. Now, if I say there be going to be some standing here that would not get a bag of shrimp, would that be somebody 2,000 years ago? I mean, come on, man. What, come on, man. <laughs> Oh, come on. All right. Now let's move on. Let's go to Matthew 24, 29. Revelation chapter 6, verse 9, right? They asked how long. That's why the next chapter they took them out. Well, let me go there and show it to you because you, you found it for me. Thank you, honey. Revelation, hon. Revelation chapter 6. Revelation chapter 6. See, if you read the Bible, man, I'm telling you, you're going to get in here. I want you to get that word in here. Revelation chapter 6 and what? And verse 9, he's talking about the pale horse. And verse 8, back up. See, those were the three horses. All right. Verse 9 said, I'm sorry, go to verse 9. Revelation 6 and 9. And when he had opened the fifth seal, see, when he opened it, when he got to chapter 7, he opened that last seal, they said, whoa, 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 whoa. let's get the rest of them out of here because these angels are going to kill them all. 
And Revelation chapter 6 and verse 9 said, And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain, watch this, for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Well, what testimony did they have? Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That was their testimony. All right, that's why they hold fast their testimony. And then it says, And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge? So that means I'm going to go back to Daniel chapter 7 and show you verse 27, right there in your notes. How long does that not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on earth? So you can't be now. See, it can't be now. He's not going to avenge their blood 2,000 years ago on people on earth today. Don't do them good to whoop Trump now. You know, it's just like my daddy coming in, so I'm going to whoop Rob. My brother Rob passed away. Well, Earl, you here, let me whoop you. That don't make no sense. Come on. Come on now. See, you got to understand, that was 2,000 years ago. This book was written 2,000 years ago. All right, how long, he says, hold in truth, does you not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on earth? And watch this. White robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them, I thank God for them, 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 that they should rest for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brothers, who were Jews, should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. Well, the next chapter happened. Next chapter, 144,000. Each tribe of Israel were killed and was taken out. They were taken out to the Lord. The Lord said, wait a minute, don't, don't touch them. He took them out. That's Thessalonians. See, nobody wasn't saying that. Thessalonians told you, let me go to it. Let me go to it. I love the Lord. Second Thessalonians, let me go to it. 2.13. 4.13. See, they already said what they're going to do. See, people are trying to tell you a whole lot of stuff today. But they don't know the word. Holy Ghost know the word. First Thessalonians 4.13. But I would not have you ignorant brothers. He didn't call them ignorant brothers. He's like, just said, won't you be ignorant? Concerning them which are asleep. Now I just showed you in Revelation chapter 6. In verse 9 through 11, white robes were given to every one of them that it was said to them that they should rest a little while, a little season, until your fellow servant and your brother should be killed as their words should be fulfilled. Chapter 7 shows you that happened. Now in 1 Thessalonians 4, but I would not have you be ignorant, brother, concern them which are asleep, that you sorry not even as others which have no hope, which were Gentiles. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, can't be you. That's not your salvation. To believe Jesus died and rose again is not your salvation. You left out something. See, so y'all know what 1 Corinthians 15 says. So you got to know what you believe. You got to believe in his death, burial, and resurrection. That don't tell you that. He's talking to the Jews. They covenant was, they believe he died and rose again from the dead. That's why when you read Romans 10, 9, and 10, listen to me. I used to believe that too. If you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, that Jesus is Lord, and believe that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Says nothing about his burial. 
That's why people die and go to hell. They think they know. That's why Paul said, you think you know, you know not as you ought to know. Guess what? You know nothing at all. Well, should it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul just to prove he's right? You got people to argue with you right now. Listen, brother, you got to be baptized in water. Listen, brother, you go right ahead and go to hell by yourself. I just wish you could be in hell by yourself. You're going to tell people you got to be baptized in water to go to hell and Jesus came here and died? You put your son on the altar for him to die and let people beat him and let people... And he died and go to hell for you and you said all I had to do would be water baptized? Well, why did you kill John? Could let John just save you. John baptized it. All right, and verse 14 said, If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also would sleep in Jesus would God bring with him. He's talking about when he come for the, those people in Acts chapter 6, they're already in heaven. How long? They will come with him. Revelation chapter number 6, verse 6 through 9. Revelation chapter 7, when he took the 144,000, those that were dead will go to be with them, be with the Lord. And so shall they ever be with the Lord. I'm not... Then in verse 7, let me just go and read it. For we, for we say unto you by the word of the Lord, by the word of the Lord, that means because Jesus preached this, that's what it means by the word of the Lord, because Jesus preached it, that we are alive, remain, when the coming of the Lord comes, we're not going to prevent them that are already dead. Acts chapter 6. I'm sorry, Revelation chapter 6. If we go and Acts Revelation chapter 7, we're not going to keep the one Revelation chapter 6 from not going. The Lord himself said to sin from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and then the trump of God, and the dead in Christ going to rise first. The people in chapter 6 going to rise first. Then the people in chapter 7 are going to catch up and meet them in the Lord, meet them in that, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Ain't got nothing to do with you. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the cloud. That's, that's Revelation chapter 7, 144,000. Paul said, count me in, please. We're going to meet him in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Simple. I mean, if you read the Bible and put it in its context, you will know what it means. Not somebody down here trying to quote you Thessalonians. You want to quote me Thessalonians, quote me Romans chapter 6, verse 6 through 9, and Revelation chapter 7. Put all that together, you'll get what you need. All right, now let's go to work. Matthew chapter 24, our favorite chapter, verse 29. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 24. Man, this clock is the fastest clock in these five minutes already. Matthew 24. That's why I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to preach again to catch up. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not there. Matthew chapter 24. But you don't care. You want to hear it, right? Amen. Matthew chapter 24 and 29. Still, everybody won't say nothing. If I pass out shrimp, they won't say nothing. If I give them chicken drumsticks to go with it, they won't say nothing. Our olive garden suit. All right. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 29. Immediately, watch it. Matthew. Immediately after the tribulation of those days. Now you got to understand what he's talking about because as in the days of Noah, before the flood, before the tribulation. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun shall be dark and the moon shall not give a light. The stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Well, who's he talking about? If you know who they are, you're going to see the sun shall be dark in Israel. The moon shall be dark in Israel and shall not give a light. And the stars from heaven, the, 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 the pastors of all the churches, the, of the 12 apostles are called 12 stars. Read the first chapter of the book of Revelation. You will see that. 
the last verse in Revelation chapter 1 told you that who to start. I, I, got, I, can, I got a Bible. I can show it to you. I'm not as scared of you. Revelation chapter 1. See, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm so grateful to the Holy Ghost for showing me this stuff. Watch this, Revelation chapter 1. And you look at the last verse. The mystery, put on the screen, Revelation 120. See, you got to get the word. You got to know the word. I thank God every day. This is my thanksgiving to God every day. Thank you for teaching me the word. I want to know the word. I'm tired of people lying to me. Revelation chapter 1. And verse 19, start verse 19. Write the things that which thou hast seen and the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand are and the seven golden candlesticks are the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. The, you have seven churches in the book of Revelation. If you don't believe it, Google the seven churches in Revelation and they'll show it to you on your little pretty phone. Every one of the churches. One, you'll see one Ephesus, you see Smyrna, you see Pergamos, you see Thyatira, you see Sardius, you'll see Philadelphia, you lay out this here, seven churches. Go, just Google. The man will have you to visit right on the phone of a church that's been destroyed. And yet people see that and still say, the Lord's coming. You sit down and shut up. It's embarrassing to the ministry. All right. All right, now why I tell you to go. Matthew chapter 24. Man, I don't have but two minutes, three. Matthew 24, 29. Heaven's going to be shaken. Verse 30 says, And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Watch this. Watch this now. And then shall all the tribes of Israel mourn. See, if you know what the word earth means, the tribes of Israel. All the tribes of Israel are going to mourn. You can find out in Zechariah. They mourn because they had killed their own brother. How do I know that? You know Joseph. What did they do when they finally met Joseph? They came in their mourning. And Joseph said, don't mourn. Don't weep. I'm your brother Joseph. You, you who? We killed Joseph. No, you didn't kill Joseph. You put Joseph in a pit. You crucified Joseph, but somebody came by and sold Joseph into Egypt. Sold Joseph into Egypt. Sold Joseph into Egypt. And then Joseph became the king of the world. So you didn't kill Joseph. I'm Joseph. I'm over everything. I'm your brother. So they mourned because they thought they killed their own brother. Don't you get it? Whew. And they shall. And, and then shall appear the sound of the Son of Man in heaven. Then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see. They, the same one that's mourning, which was Israel, they're going to see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven. Or they're coming with the clouds, all the saints, with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds of the earth for the end of heaven to the earth. They're going to gather all together. Can't you see it all? There you. You ain't in the four winds of the earth. Somebody say amen. In verse 34, let me give you 34. I'm going to skip down verse 34. Now learn a parable, verse 32, of the trees when the branches yet tender and put in his leaves. Yeah, now some is not. So likewise, you when you see all these things, know that it is near even at the door. Now the remember the fig tree was Israel. Verily I say to you, this generation, 
Now, if you don't get nothing else, 40 years is 40 years. I don't care if you're in Pontiac or Midland. I say to you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. The word fulfilled means in. If something been fulfilled, what it been? It been complete. What else? It been finished. What else? The end has come to it. Heaven and earth gonna pass away. What heaven? We are gonna show you that next week. Heaven and earth did pass away. Cause we have a new heaven today. But people don't know who the new heaven is. They don't even know who the new earth is. They don't even know who the new Jerusalem is. So that's why I'm going to have her to sing this song. We're going to Jerusalem because you don't even know what Jerusalem is. Jerusalem is not a place no more. It's a people. That's a Jerusalem. Go to Isaiah 65. And I tell you the truth. I may not, may not be able to sing this now though. Because I don't want you to go be going somewhere until you're going, uh, Pastor, be going to Jerusalem. Let me, let me go. Let me show you this here. Isaiah 65. Come on, stand up on your feet. Isaiah 65, 17, when you find it. I'm going to come to you. When you find it, Isaiah 65, 17. If you don't, don't worry about it. Give them, you get home. Isaiah 65, 17. Get up and get you a good stretch. For behold, here it is. This is what happened. This is what God created in the new heaven and new earth. When you said the old heaven and earth passed away, he's talking about Jerusalem and you. The old is gone. So you have to know what did God create. He created Jerusalem and he created the body of Christ. Heaven and earth. Isaiah 65 and verse 17. Uh, we got it on the screen. Here we go. Read together. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or not come to mind. But you know, folks still tell you that's what people go, when the Lord come, we're going to go to Jerusalem, God going to raise from the dead, they're going to split the mountain, and then they're going to go on in the gate, and they got to seal up because nobody never went in there, and all is sit down and shut up them lies. I'm so tired of these lies, Lord. All right. But verse 18. But be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem. Hello. He told you who he created. Jerusalem. See, y'all see, y'all don't want to clap. You are new Jerusalem, still won't clap. Watch what he says. I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and her people a joy. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem. So you better be in Jerusalem. I rejoice in Jerusalem and my joy in my people. The voice of weeping shall no more be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. No more. No more. You can't find nothing in this Bible that God created but New Jerusalem and the New Church. We are partakers of the New Jerusalem. God only built one city. Ephesians chapter 2 remains standing. He didn't build nothing else. You about, to, you about to go back to the book again. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 18. Ephesians 2 and verse 18. Ephesians 2 and verse 18. I want to make sure you hit this stuff. It says, for through him, 
We both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers. I'm talking to you. You're no more strangers. You're no more foreigners. You're fellow citizens with the saints. And you are of the household of God. And are built up on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. In whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. In whom you also are built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. God has only built in one house. You are the new Jerusalem. You ought to get a Lord a great big hand. Hallelujah to the Lord Jesus. Somebody clap their hands and be grateful to you being a part of the new Jerusalem. You are no part of the old Jerusalem, but you are part of the new Jerusalem. We are the very temple inside of the very place where God lives. There's a city called New Jerusalem. We'll get to that next week, Revelation 21. There's a city called New Jerusalem. It's a holy city. And we have a temple that sits inside. The Father lives in you. you the temple. Somebody ought to clap their hands and tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes. Thank you for opening our understanding. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1, told us Christ died for our sins and he was buried and God raised Jesus from the dead. Everything's been done. Everything he done. He died for our sins so we don't have sins anymore. He paid for our freedom. He paid for our salvation. He justified us, made us right with God. He buried the old man. There's nothing left but to give him the praise and the glory that's due to his name. Somebody give him praise in this house. To God be the glory. My time is up. I thank you for yours and the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.